Hello, my magical friends. My name's Ayumi. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And you're listening to Sparkle Side Chats with Magical Girl Ayu. Whether it's your first or 180th time listening, we welcome you to our space to celebrate magical girls from every corner of the world. We have a little bit of news, and I've watched some things, and then we'll get to today's topic. So, let's get started. So, if you are listening to this episode right away, you don't have much time left, but we do still have those two Magical Girl Kickstarters going. The first one being for Wheels and Roses, which is just about to finish. Uh, as of this recording, there's about two days left. They're very, getting very, very close. So if you are able to donate, literally even a dollar would make such a huge difference if everyone does that. If you still have a little bit extra to spare, then if you haven't already donated to the Kickstarter for uh, Magical Mimi, that one is also super exciting, is also another queer story, but quite different. And that is also a comic by Mira Ongchua. So please, please, please give these projects your money because that is how these indie projects get made. Next, we did get some updated information about the Hello Osaka virtual project, which is called The Witch's Mystery. So The Witch's Mystery is going to be a virtual show on the metaverse. It is a collaboration between Hello Osaka and the Virtual Witches Project, which seems to be some sort of virtual idol group. I'm still not fully aware or sure of, of what's going on there. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I don't know if I will be able to watch it myself, but there you go. Next, we got a lot more information about Himitsu no Aipri. This is the latest addition to the Pretty series that will be airing in April of this year. We also did get a specific date on that. So April 7th, mark your calendars. But yes, so we got the cast announcements and a lot of character introductions. At first, we had only been introduced to two, with one kind of mysteriously being in the background. We still don't know that girl's name. Her name is just Mystery Girl at this moment. But we got the introduction of five other magical idols, plus um, some mascots as well. So that's super awesome. I'm very excited about that. Also, a Magical Girl Tsubame, I Will Not Save the World, is coming out uh, with volume one. So this is one of those series that is available to read for free, legally translated into English on Manga Plus, I believe. Yes, just the same as Magilumie. So this is honestly a very strange series. So you ready for a wild one, but it is interesting. So I can't not recommend it. It's just kind of funky. Um, next, Magician, the uh, magical girl horror game that is also indie made, has been released. So this is uh, day one. It's supposed to take about 20 to 40 minutes to play, and it is just the first part of this game. I have not played it, but it is self-identified as a horror game, so keep that in mind if you are interested in checking it out. And last but not least, um, <laughs> there was this very recent announcement of a pop-up store slash exhibition called Narikiri World. This is being run by, by uh, Bandai, or Bandai Namco. Uh, this is going to be dedicated to Magical Girl Transformation Devices. 
super exciting. Um, it is, you know, including Precure, Doremi, Creamy Mommy, and Peachy Peachy Pitch. This is also going to be for adults or geared towards adults, which is super exciting. Even just seeing the, the poster and everything for the visuals and every, it's just like so, uh, I, I'm so hyped. So I definitely will be attending myself. So they will be doing two rounds, one in Tokyo in March and once in Osaka from April through the beginning of May. So yeah, if you are in Japan at that time, I definitely think you should check this out. I am very pumped. <laughs> but that is all for news. So let's go on to what I've been watching. So of course, let's see. Let's start with Precure, shall we? Um, Wonderful Precure continues to be, well, wonderful. <laughs> we are now four episodes in. We really have gotten a solid introduction to all the major characters, I feel. I am just, like, I just adore all of the characters so far. They're so well represented. Their, their characters are so interesting. I don't necessarily have a favorite. I just kind of love everyone at this point, which, I mean, is kind of normal for me for a lot of magical girl shows anyway. But yeah, there's just like something to love about everyone. And it's just a, a little party all around, basically. And goodness, if you love animals, this really is the season for you because the animals are just as important and have as much personality as all the humans. So it's just been um, super fun to watch. <laughs> and uh, I love, love, love Maymay the sheep so much. I'm so happy that there is a sheep fairy this season. Uh, I love him. He's He's so silly. Um, but yes, <laughs> so next, um, Magical Girl Aiko. This is the short series that comes out every week. I feel like something is about to happen that's pretty big. Um, it's kind of like not necessarily doing anything that I didn't expect. So it's just more like, okay, where is this going? Because I can see where this is going. Yeah, there's not really much else to say. Is it worth your time? I'm not necessarily sure, but it's fun it could be worse <laughs> yes i've already said my piece about that um but yes and let's see let's see i believe since we last recorded in an intro i have finished komi witchalara season two because that has finally let out all its episodes yeah this was fantastic what else can i say it was a very good like finale for sure but it also ended with a very, very clear uh, cliffhanger towards a new season. So I'm really hoping that we do get the confirmed season three at some point this year. And um, yeah, we'll just have to keep our eyes peeled. I am definitely keeping my eye on the YouTube channel for this series. So if you want to check out Call Me Witch Lara, you can now watch both seasons over there, but a friendly reminder that it is in Korean and there are no subtitles. So um, you can do what I do, which is use the auto translate feature, <laughs> which only gets you partially there. Or you can just grin and bear it and see how much you can figure out, I guess. But yeah, I am loving it. God, I want the toys so bad. You don't even understand. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so. There's that. And then there are two other shows I finished. So let's get into those. The first one being the early 90s series Himichan's Ribbon. Um, we've talked about the first half of the show on the podcast before. 
I finally went back and watched the second half. And uh, it was interesting, for sure. I mean, I already knew I loved the series, so I, I knew I would love the rest of it, and I certainly did. It was kind of interesting, the twists and turns, and there were two different scenarios that led to new toy use and new magical girl shenanigans. And both were really wild. Like, this whole show, it, there there could definitely be research done on just, like, how you get to the point where you need to use a new item is that in itself is like the storytelling it's it's wild it's it's unstoppable you just can't stop watching it you know it's great <laughs> i'm trying to be as vague as possible for people who have not watched it but yes i really really enjoyed it um i feel like this could easily become a comfort show that you would go back to unfortunately it is on a streaming service that i don't usually use so i won't be doing that myself but yeah that's just the thing that i that I hope will be be that way for others, I guess you can say. And then finally, I watched the first season of Bewitched, the original Bewitched, yes. So I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but in case I haven't or whatever, if this is your first time listening, etc., I got my hands on a, a DVD box set of all of Bewitched a while back, all eight seasons, plus Tabitha, Plus the movie. And there's like one other special bonus DVD. It's an amazing pack. Like, yes, sure, it's not a Blu-ray, but it's fine. It does the job. So I watched the first season and I loved it. Um, sure, there there are so many problems, yes. But in general, it was very good vibes. I could understand why it was very popular. You just wanted to be like Samantha so bad. Um, it was really fun and Interestingly, the DVD has 34 episodes, but there's actually 36 episodes of season one. So there was one episode I couldn't fully watch, actually, but I did watch clips on the official Bewitched YouTube channel, which, by the way, if if you would like to watch season one, you can watch most of it, or at least half of it, on there now. But yes, I definitely want to watch more Bewitched. This was definitely one of those shows that, like, I wanted to watch season two right away, but uh, I shouldn't. I knew I shouldn't. <laughs> I, I need to like take a little break, etc. But I definitely learned a lot. So with that, that is everything I've watched. So let's jump into today's topic. So today we have a creator episode. I'm super pumped about this and I think you'll like it too. This one is a very unique one because we are looking at a, well, live action Magical Girl series that is airing on TikTok right now. You can also watch it on Instagram as well. And the series is called Lyrical Roller Skater Magical Melody. I am so hype about the fact that I was able to get um, Miracle herself to talk to me on the podcast about her own original TikTok Magical Girl series. And we talk a lot about Magical Girl TikTok because there were so many things I didn't know. So it was a learning experience for me for sure. It was so fun to watch, to consume this particular Magical Girl media and get to talk about it. Yeah, I'm just like so excited for the future of this. Um, we'll definitely have Miracle back on in the future to talk about this and whatever else she does because she's great. 
<laughs> so yes, definitely, if you haven't already started to watch this, I recommend you should do so. We don't get into details about later episode events. I would say about midway through. If you haven't gotten to the song, then you should probably at least get up to that, and you'll know what I mean if you have watched it. <laughs> it's a very, very quick um, watch, but there's a lot of like information. There's a whole fandom wiki for this series and so on. So if you have any questions about it before you jump in, you can definitely check it out that way. But if you are ready, then let's sit back and relax and enjoy this chat with Miracle about her Magical Girl series, Magical Melody. Are here today to talk about lyrical roller skater miracle no not miracle magical <laughs> melody i actually accidentally said that like five times while i like, trying to talk about this series but anyway uh <laughs> yes <laughs> let's try that again lyrical roller skater magical melody and i'm so delighted and excited to get to know the creator um can you please introduce yourself yes hi my name is miracle sepulveda and my pronouns are she her Awesome. Uh, I can't remember when I first found out that there was a TikTok Magical Girl series, but as someone who really does not use TikTok, I was very fascinated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before we get into your series, um, what is your history with the Magical Girl genre? Oh, man, I have been obsessed with Magical Girls since I was a child. Um, my first Magical Girl was Sailor Moon from the 90s. I remember waking up early in the morning and uh, watching the Deke dub. It was lots of lovely memories. And then from there, because I didn't even know like Magical Girl was like a thing. Like I didn't know that was a genre. I didn't realize it. So all of the media mm. I consumed was that. One of my other favorites is Magic Knight Ray Earth and Tokyo Mew Mew. Um, I'm definitely a girl that enjoys the magical girls from the 80s and 90s. I like the retro stuff. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And what is your experience nowadays with magical girls? Do you still watch like more recent stuff or do you uh, generally usually go back and, and watch the older stuff? I definitely go back and watch the older stuff, but I've been trying to explore and play with some of the newer stuff. A lot of times I feel like while they are the same genre, sometimes the older uh, Magical Girls scratch an itch that I'm looking for that um, the newer ones don't always 100% scratch. But I've been getting into Go Princess Precure because I thought mm. that that one looked really cute. Um, I've, of course, watched Madoka Magica. Um, I watched it back in, I believe it was like 2015, something like that when it came out. And uh, I rewatched it recently, which was mm. nice. But yeah, I'm really trying to get more into the Precure universe uh, because I do think that th they've got some stuff there that I really like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, so um, yeah, let's get into it. So your TikTok series has started since uh, 2022, if I recall correctly. Yes. Yes, but uh, for anyone who has not gotten into Magical Melody yet, what is this series about? 
<laughs> so the series is about a roller skating um, magical girl out trying to protect her city from the evil big bad, the King Silencio, and she has the help of her friend um, Celeste, who helps aid her in her battles um, across the city. So yeah, one thing I like is um, because it is, you know, TikTok and the, you have these short videos, you still manage to like with each, uh, I guess, episode, each part, get a lot of little bits of story in. And because it's so short, it's really easy for you to go back and forth as well between these little clips of uh, Melody in the modern day, trying to figure out her new powers, trying to figure out like what she has to do to fully get her powers and, and get her, her weapon back while we also get to see these flashbacks as well of of melody's past life and see all these other people as well and see that you know despite the fact that silencio is the the big bad so to speak the way that things were in the past between them were very different so Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) how did this story come about um so i tell people a lot that Melody as a character, Silencio, they always kind of existed. I've been making stories and writing stories since I was a kid. And Melody has always been a character that I've had. Her name has just changed a little bit throughout the years. And when I kind of like got it into TikTok during uh, the lockdown where I feel like a lot of people really kind of started discovering the platform. Mm-hmm. I really started kind of like playing again with like the things that made me feel very nostalgic and Magical Girls was one of them. And I remembered that I always wanted to make a story that was about a Magical Girl, but I didn't feel confident enough because I always wanted to draw it, but I didn't feel confident enough to draw it myself. Mm. So instead, I figured, why not play with an idea like this on TikTok? And it was literally only supposed to be just like a couple of uh, videos just showing Melody getting uh, Dolce, uh, her familiar, and then transforming. And then it just kind of uh, turned into... 115 episodes. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah, it's so fascinating. And I'm definitely curious about like how, uh, I guess how you cast it because you have to, you know, uh, have all your your friends mm-hmm. play these various roles and some play more than one role, which is very suspicious and interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, how did you get a, go about like convincing your friends to, to help you out with this? So I didn't really have to convince them. I just told them what my idea was. And then they were like, oh, okay, I'm down. (laughs) You know, when I first originally wrote for Melody, I felt a connection to her. And I was like, I, you know, I definitely have to play her. And I started writing Silencio in the very beginning. I remember my partner uh, was reading the character and they look at me and they're like, okay, so I'm playing this person. And I'm like, what? Why would you assume that? Why would you assume that I wrote this specifically to sound like you? No way, not at all. So um, (laughs) they immediately Mm -hmm. knew that the Silencio role was theirs. And then um, my best friend, Brittany, plays Celeste. And Mm. I think one of the things is that when I was initially kind of creating some of these characters, I already had people in mind that I thought would fit them really well. 
So then by the time I came up to them and asked them, they were already on board. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So I guess I'm curious, like how, I guess, between writing the story and then actually starting to film little, these little episodes and stuff, like how, how does that process go? Um, <laughs> chaos a little bit, um, <laughs> mainly because I think people think that I'm far more organized than I actually am. But like, I also have to remind people I'm a magical girl. Okay. Like, do you ever see any of them being completely organized and together? Because the answer is no. <laughs> so a lot of what I end up doing is I will write a good portion of the story. I have the big beats. I have the big timeline of what I want to happen. But then I fill in the details as I go. Bryce, my partner who also plays King Silencio, they are amazing. They're my editor. Um, they helped me to fine tune the different voices of each of the characters, especially the more nefarious or supposedly more vi like villainous characters. I have a hard time writing evil people. <laughs> so, they're like, yeah, you know, you Dolce, Celeste, you write those great, but let me, let me put some, a little bit more spice into these like villains. And I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, so usually I'll write a good portion, get everybody together, get them an idea of when, what day we should film. And then we'll film usually over a weekend. Um, my friends will come over, we'll spend the night. Uh, it's a really good time. And yeah, I, it's usually easy going, but chaos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It seems very clear. Like you're just like hanging out with your friends, having a good mm -hmm. time, but also you have to get something done, right? It's so, exactly. I can understand the pressure. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, I also, you know, the as far as the, the format and stuff, just for anyone, who hasn't watched it yet like you're talking about voice but technically we don't actually hear the voices of the characters actually because everyone is you know they're reading the lines clearly but they're also yeah like everything is just kind of over music of uh, also great music choices so we can't actually hear the characters but everyone performs so well like like your partner yeah. they're amazing at silencio it's so fun to watch them it's like clearly they're having a fun time being this villain and you know getting all the subtleties of the current and, and past versions of him. So that's really fun. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yeah, my partner, they're definitely the, the, the star actress. Yes, look at the hair, look at you, yeah. They're sitting yeah. next to me right over here. Oh. So. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Actually, that's also another thing is like, I'm very curious about how you went about creating all the, the costumes and props and everything, because that's also like, it's a very well done thing and a lot of it reminds me a lot like especially of pgsm but other yeah. you know like tokusatsu type magical yes. girls the yes. transformation sequence as well i don't know if it's intentional but it reminds me of sob and moon you know the yeah the, the american <laughs> yeah. Moon. oh I yeah know. i know yeah. about sob and moon <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I can see that. I I love that. No, I I feel so validated that you, you know, mentioned the tokusatsus and PGSM because I definitely took a lot of inspiration from PGSM. I was obsessed with that when I found that uh, back when I was in high school. And so it's nice to see that some of my inspirations are definitely coming through with that. As far as like props and things go, I made the opus and I made the magical baton, but as far as like the weapons, 
Celeste, who, uh, Brittany, she actually was the one that made the swords, she made the uh, shield. So it's definitely a collaborative effort. She has more knowledge and understanding on how to make some of those 3D props like that. So when I I'll look at her and I'm like, I need a sword. And then I'll usually draw out the designs and stuff like that for her. And then she takes it and makes amazing stuff. <laughs> when it comes to costumes, it's a mix between like thrifting, repurposing. Brittany, again, she's amazing. She, I told her my vision of how I wanted Celeste to be. And she went out of her way and found an outfit and then came back to me. I was like, what do you think about this? And I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is perfect. Like, oh my, this mm. is great. Wow. It sounds like she is Celeste in real life. <laughs> she is. I tell people, if I am Sakura, she is Tomoyo. Like oh, that, yeah. that is our relationship to a T. <laughs> but yeah, and it's it's really cool to have somebody that's so willing and believes also into my project that she goes all in um, because it makes it easier for me because I feel like I'm already doing like 10 million things um, to have somebody that's like, oh, I got this one thing for you. I'm like, oh, you saint, you angel. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And also, I just wanted to shout out the the opus. These little plushies are absolutely adorable. They're, oh they're really great designs. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. I love them. I made them in three days. Oh, my God. Amazing. I know. I'm, I'm wild. Uh, I tell people my ADHD hyper focus. Once I'm locked into a project, that's it. I don't sleep. I don't eat. I'm I'm there. And uh, I was working on those. And I remember my partner, Bryce, comes up the stairs and is like, Miracle, you haven't moved in three days. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but don't they look great? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you've been, you know, using them the whole time and everything. And you yeah, just to kind of get into that part of the, the story, just for any listeners who haven't checked out the series yet. But, you know, the Opus are these... Um, their base form are these very, very cute, uh, various plushies. Um, Dolce's the the main one that is the one that like seems at first almost like the only <laughs> the only mascot, but is the mascot that is uh, convincing Melody to transform and you know helping them on the journey of like trying to figure out what's going on. But the other ones have uh, in the present day been all uh, turned evil <laughs> by Silencio, it seems. So they actually do have these human forms, and it, those battles are also really fun to watch and. There's a lot of like really fun classic magical girl things going on in again very impressive like short uh, form. Oh, thank you. That means so much to me coming from you, <laughs> another magical girl lover because I make it for us. It's for us, you know. <laughs> so hearing you say like, "Oh, classic magical girl beats," I'm like, "We're doing it. I'm doing it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think it's like really interesting to see like what's clearly a modern, you know, story in a lot of ways, but it's also like, this is the story of a a, a magical adult, really, you know, because mm -hmm. we've been using the term girl, but, you know, Melody is an adult with a job. Um, <laughs> yes. and, and it's really fun to see like how these kind of classic things are going on. Also, I think one thing that's really fun about TikTok is getting to see the the comments because mm -hmm. I got into this like super late because again, I don't use TikTok. I'm, yeah. I'm a... I, and not to say I'm an old person because I am like also a millennial, but it's just like, it's a daunting task to try to 
you know, where it figured out. So Absolutely um, no, I understand that. <laughs> so like, I love getting to watch like a clip and be like, oh, there's this plot twist here. Oh, who is that? And then like going <laughs> into the comments and seeing like in real time how people reacted and stuff. Yes. And, yeah, I'm so curious about like if the if I guess the reactions and comments from from viewers have any like effect or uh, on ter in terms of the the story and everything. I definitely tell people I live for the comments. Like I don't really, I don't care about likes. I don't care about views. I care about the comments. I like <laughs> seeing people engage with the story because then that just tells me that they care, you know, but do the comments influence the videos? No, I would say not because I generally have, I already have an idea of what the story is going to be, you know, mm -hmm. but what it does do, it makes it very, very hard for me to keep secrets because oh. people start speculating in the comments. And mm -hmm. so what I tend to do is I just use a round of emojis to respond because if I use words, I will definitely give something away. I'm a bad secret keeper, like of my own secrets. Like if somebody <laughs> asks me, I want to tell them everything. Um, but yeah, but no, the comments definitely keep me going. Uh, they make me super <laughs> excited. They make me like, they want make me want to tell everything. And I'm like, I can't. Because the way that I reveal this is going to be so much better than me like telling them, you know? Mm, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I like the emoji policy. That's very smart. Um, <laughs> I had not actually realized that, but. Oh, yeah, but they know too. Like, I have a round of different emojis that I use. So I always use like the shrugging, I use the eyes, and then I use like the tee hee with the like laughing with the hand over the mouth. And they know, they're like, oh no there's something going on here. What is she not telling us? And I'm like, I can't tell you. I can just, I can just giggle. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I think for example, you know, with casting that, you know, you have the same friend playing multiple characters who don't seem to be connected. Cause like Melody is Melody in both the past and present. And then we mm -hmm. see, you know, Celeste is also Celeste in the past and present, but then we see Calliope, uh mm -hmm. in the past and then you know we have like this like this luxurious purple hair on Calliope and then we also have um this mysterious hooded purple haired character <laughs> who we only see like part of uh in some things uh, talking to Silencio and then in the modern day Melody has this childhood best friend Lydian who also has mm, somewhat purple hair and mm -hmm. <laughs> I could see like, oh, this is interesting. They're all played by the same person. What does this mean? <laughs> mm -hmm. But um, it's it's very fun to see like stuff like that uh, play out. Again, I don't know if it's because of the short form and everything, but it's really fun to see like how things are, you know, cut together. Yeah. Yeah. I try really hard to make sure that I leave enough information that you can get something um, without cutting it off too early. Like that's always my biggest thing is like, how do I get this information across so that they know what's going on in a minute? <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. And did you think, I guess, after TikTok like expanded their, I think, was it like up to three minutes now that you can have TikToks? Did you like change your format at all because of that uh, change? No, and actually it's crazy. On TikTok, you can upload up to 10 minute videos. So it's basically like a YouTube oh, yeah. video now. Yeah, but... Um, <laughs> And people have asked me like, oh, Miracle, like there's 10 minutes, like you could totally upload more. But there's a few reasons why I keep it at a minute. One, 
it's a fun challenge to kind of try and fit everything in a minute. Mm -hmm. I think I'm able to convey things a little bit better and not be really laborious with like text and stuff like that if I keep it pretty tight. Um, Two, because I'm using a lot of like city pop, most platforms will allow you to upload um, music up to a minute and then anything more than that is like a copyright strike right so I try to not have to deal with that um, I've had a few videos like my earlier videos um, kind of get struck down because of stuff like that so I try my hardest to kind of keep it together there because I do feel like the music is very integral into giving the vibe of how the um, episodes play out. Um, and until I can make my own music, you know, I, I want to try and fall, fall into the guidelines while still being able to be creative. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And I should say, speaking of, of music, if we want to get into more like a uh, deeper story stuff. So once we meet um, Celeste in the modern day and like she becomes a regular friend, she starts to really kind of be at odds with Lydian, who, again, is mysteriously also purple haired and, and all that. <laughs> but they all come together for a karaoke session, which is super mm -hmm. fun, you know. And one thing that we keep hearing about throughout uh, every time someone mentions singing to Melody is like, in the past, Melody was a singer, but in the modern day, Melody doesn't sing anymore. And it's very mysterious as to why. Mm -hmm. But she was able to use the power of her roller skates as a, a new method of, you know, defeating and purifying the opuses as they appear. Yes. So, of course, there was this big moment of karaoke coming. And then you actually performed a song. So yes. <laughs> I'm very curious about, like, I guess, that decision and, and all of that, because it was like, you know, clearly the reactions were great as well as, you know, it's, it's fantastic. So. <laughs> um. It's so funny because it's crazy to have a character that you feel so connected to, but also not at the same time. And I, I would say that most people at this point that know me know that Melody is basically me and we have a lot of the same struggles. And, and it's very funny too, because just like Melody in the story, she says, you know, I can't be this person. She's so great. She's so this. And that's why in many ways, I feel like I don't connect to like that. I want to distance myself from her as a character because I'm like, she's so great. She's like an idealized version of me when in reality, she is actually just me. And one of the things about singing in particular is that um, I got my degree in vocal performance. I am a classically trained singer. And that used to be something that I did a lot. And I love it. I love singing. But I'm also very, very self-conscious of it because of things that I've had to deal with in the past. So at the time that we were filming that episode, I had no intentions of singing. Like, actually, I did not. I was not going to do that. But my friends were the ones that were like, you should sing. And they really had to convince me because I, I, I did not think I was, I, 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 w I didn't feel comfortable yet. I still didn't feel ready. Just like how, you know, Melody into the story is and uh, which honestly kind of related even more where I was like, you know, maybe I should sing, maybe I should give it a try. Um, just like how she does in the story and maybe like it just connects even more. So there was no intention of me actually doing that. But I got the confidence from my friends. Um, they were the ones that convinced me to do it. 
Wow. You know, as as we keep going, I'm starting to be convinced that you're a real magical girl because that was um that's a very powerful friendship story. <laughs> I tell literally I tell people my actual job um description is that I'm a magical girl. So if you'd asked me what I did as a living, I would say I'm a magical girl because <laughs> I truly think I am too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we we love to see it. Yeah, I just that's such a such a sweet story and like again just it's so clear from from watching this series that like because it's such a a small cast right we don't have a lot of people but you all have to be able to get along with each other obviously mm -hmm. uh, in order to to create this story and it's very clear that there's just like a connection here everything feels so real and i guess that is because of the the real friendship you have that's that's really great <laughs> yeah i love that that shows through that that means a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you kind of mentioned a little bit before, but like, uh, who would you say the, the target audience is for this series? I specifically am looking for magical girls. Um, I tell people all the time, this is my beacon to other magical girls to be like, hey, come on over, we're over here. So it doesn't matter what age, demographic, nothing like that, just as long as you love magical girls then that's who I'm reaching towards. So it means a lot to me when I have people who are, have been obsessed with magical girls just as much as I have been for sometimes even longer that find interest in magical melody. That means I'm doing something right for us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's in so many ways, it's, it is definitely like, you know, it's full of, of mystery and intrigue and, you know, it starts off seeming very, very simple. Uh, you know, again, like, you know, the first episode, the classic, like, wake up, you got to become a magical girl and Melody being like, huh, what? You're a talking animal? Uh, what's happening? And, you know, it just like leads more and more into like all this, this intrigue and stuff. And it just makes you want to keep watching and keep seeing what's going to happen next. You have all these, all these questions and, and so on. So it just, um, it's very fun. It's very fun to watch. Yay, um, it, it definitely is. Yeah, it is a great modern uh, magical girl series for sure. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, that makes me so happy. Like you have no idea. <laughs> I feel like Magical Melody really came into inception because I needed a magical girl like some of the older ones. And it's not to say that the newer ones are bad because they're not. And I am finding ones that I really am starting to connect with. But there was just something about that era for me that I really connected with that I wanted to try and recreate. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I definitely see it as like, um, it's got those vibes of like, yeah, again, like you said, like 80s and 90s kind of magical mm -hmm. girls, right? A lot of those are also stories of, um, you know, magical girls who had a past life and, and mm -hmm. uh, part of the journey <laughs> is trying to reconnect to that past life. Yeah, it's, it's so fun to, to see in that way. But it is interesting because usually, um, usually they are they are princesses, but Melody really does not like being called a princess, um, and <laughs> yes. that's that is part of the the past lives thing where you know she is an advisor to King Silencio in the past and is helping him to kind of actually connect to his kingdom and everything. Also, it's, and I don't know if it's just because uh, they're also, they happen to be a partner in real life, but we definitely see a lot of tension between them throughout uh, these videos. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely um, the connection between Melody and Silencio. I feel like it's very special. It's 
not too far off from Bryce and my own, which is pretty funny. But yeah, you're right. Melody definitely is trying her hardest to not be referred to as a princess for reasons that we'll hopefully find out soon. Um, mm -hmm. I think, because you said that you don't watch on TikTok, you watch on Instagram, right? Well, so I have a TikTok account and I am, I did watch it on TikTok. Um, <laughs> it just like TikTok in itself is such a daunting thing that I, it's like, I had to re-download the app in order to, to start watching, right? And so it's like, that's how much I don't use it. Um, that's valid. But, that's valid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say on TikTok that I think we're getting closer to the reason as to why maybe she doesn't want to be referred to that way. And those episodes are going to be kind of crazy because <laughs> TikTok gets mm. it first. TikTok always gets the episodes first and then Instagram gets it later. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, it was really fun when I uh, when I reached out for questions, which we'll get to later. Um, I did hear from quite a few young people who use TikTok like, oh, it's that one. I love her work. And it's like, <laughs> so there's a generational divide um, in, in TikTok, you know, compared to, mm -hmm. to other places for sure. So it's it's really fun to see the reactions and everything. And yeah, just like everything about it is like just so mm, it's delightful. Um. <laughs> that makes me so happy. And that's so cool that you had people who recognized me from TikTok and stuff because I told Bryce, I was like, my goal is to be one of TikTok's magical girls. Like I want to be one of mm. TikTok's magical girls. So um, if that's proliferating, then I'm doing my job. I'm doing it right. That makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't know. Are there other magical girl TikTok accounts? Because I am totally unaware. Oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. We all do different things, though, you know, which I think is even cooler. So I feel like we're kind of creating our own little magical girl community. So one of my, uh, I'm, I dare to call her one of my close friends because I really enjoy being like being around her and talking to her. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Pink Moon Atelier. Um, it's a oh, no, shop yeah. that's located in Bellflower, California, and um, her whole shop ethos is a magic, a kawaii magical girl shop, and she calls herself a semi-retired magical girl, and what mm. she does is kind of help magical girls on the way, like, get through life, because she's a little older, like us, you know what I mean? Like, she's um, an older millennial, so she's, like, able to pass down, like, her, some of her knowledge and guidance, and so she's got this cute shop, and then um, there's another girl on there whose name is Bishojo Asia, and she's ridiculous in the best way. She's so funny. Her content is hilarious, and I feel like she's, like, the comedic side of Magical Girls. Like, there's a lot of different people out there, and because I'm most of us are a slave to the algorithm when we're on social media I'm like okay maybe if I just put out more magical girl stuff I'll get more of these people and the answer was yes that that has helped me so <laughs> I've been able to find more of us out in uh the TikTok world which is great awesome awesome yeah I will definitely be um feverishly going through these accounts and and exploring because that's like so fun I love that um I mean, I think, yeah, a lot of magical girl content in general is like, you know, often like cosplays and stuff. And of course, you also do have your own cosplay videos mm -hmm. on your TikTok. But yeah, as far as like, like this kind of 
storytelling is so fascinating and I definitely want to explore more. And I hope that more people try using these, you know, um, these platforms for storytelling because I think it's so fun and interesting. Yeah, me too. Like, I'm still so happy that TikTok kind of fell in my lap the way it did. And I'm so happy that I just took the leap because like I said, in the beginning, I really wanted to draw a magical melody, but I just didn't feel confident enough in my skills as an artist to do that. So the fact that I was able to act it out with my friends and it still be received so well is great. Yeah, absolutely. I love, again, it is, it is definitely like dramatic and it's like, <laughs> yes. like and, and I guess the, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like, I love the yeah. angst. I love the drama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's angsty. Very angsty. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. And even like, like the idea of like the dangers of being a magical girl present itself like very quickly because almost immediately after Melody first transforms, she passes out and it turns out that like she actually needs the power of the opus in order to uh, be able to fully be herself, to be a magical mm -hmm. girl. And it's like, oh, wait, so there's like already a lot of stakes here and it's like just getting started. And yes. of course, as she does collect more people, you know, it's it's really fun. And again, the the opus battles are really fun because like you get like, I'm guessing other friends suddenly get to, you know, join in the fun and be these villains and stuff. And, and the battles are, are is, yeah, just very amusing. And then you get to have, I'm guessing TikTok does a lot of these like special effects and stuff. It's something, again, that I like. Don't yeah. Really know deeply, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so it's crazy. I film a lot of uh, magical melody. I film everything on my phone because I I like it. It's easy. I am a big um, believer of smarter, not harder, and uh, it just makes things so easy. And then I edit everything in CapCut, um, hmm. which is just like an app that now has integrated with TikTok because so many people from TikTok would use that app, but they have just so many different um, assets to choose from that like it makes editing a video on the computer, like for me so much more daunting because I can just do it all from my phone. Um, and it's so right. much more convenient. And editing is my favorite part because I love, because I already have in my brain what I kind of want it to look like. So then once I start putting sparkles and stuff on it, I'm like, yes. This is perfect. <laughs> Absolutely, of course. There's like so much about it. It's just like so fun and yeah, just there's a cuteness and simplicity to it that I really enjoy. Um <laughs> yeah. like that's kind of what I wanted something like that, but also would be complex, you know. Um, I find that a lot of magical girls that present themselves like, oh, you know, we're just magical and cute and adorable, and then you know, you see that you turn the page and you're like, oh, wait, there's a, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, that's uh, usually my favorite wave of like how to do things and how to kind of discover new information too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's like very fun to see like that, uh, that play out. I'd like to get into some of the the questions that we got from from Twitter. So I did put okay. out the call for for some questions. And uh, mostly they're just <laughs> they're just from Grayson the Sailor Moon guy <laughs> from Moonlight Justice. He had a quite he quite a quite a few questions, uh, understandably. He's um, so funny. <laughs> yes, yes. But yeah, so of course you've also been on uh, his podcast, right? Moonlight Justice. But um yeah, just as far as his 
his question. So we already kind of talked a bit about bringing the story to life, but uh, I like this question, which is, uh, what is your favorite fan interaction? My favorite fan interaction. Oh, man. Oh, I think probably my favorite fan interaction was when I cosplayed because I go, I guess it's not even a cosplay if I'm wearing the costume that is my character. What is that? Is that a <laughs> cosplay? Like, I don't know. But mm-hmm. I went as Melody because I started in 2022 and um, our the con that we went to was in April and that was after the very first battle that we did. And I went as Melody because I thought, why not? And actually getting recognized was kind of insane. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. I had multiple people come up to me and be like, Oh my God, I watch your TikToks. I watch magical Melody. She's one of my favorite uh, magical girls. And I'm like, or, you know, she's on the same level for me as Sailor Moon. And I'm like, what? Wow, that is an honor. <laughs> Truly, wow. that is an honor. <laughs> mm, that's yeah, amazing. I think that one's my fave. Yeah, for sure. Like having people <laughs> say that I'm one of their favorites or their favorite magical girl. That's that's wild. What? I can't believe Yeah, that. I definitely think that you deserve that title for, for many. And you're definitely a, a favorite of mine as well. Um. <laughs> oh, my heart. Stop. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, it's very exciting, right? For so many reasons. I think, I mean, well, there is some still Magical Girl content coming out of the U.S., but it's mostly like, you know, like very much, you know, kids shows and things like that. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of the preschool age things. And and then we have Precure, which gets into darker stuff, but it's still also for younger audience. But that's a Japanese show. So it's yes. still got the problem of featuring like almost always only Japanese characters. So it's really cool to see this show that like does get to just by the nature of you and your friend group have a lot of, you know, representation and things that I think a lot of people are looking for in their magical girl media. So um, yeah. I, I'm sure that's also a factor. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that too, about like Precure and like some of the newer ones is, um, and I think that Precure is holding it down for the magical girl genre. Honestly, I respect <laughs> their grind so much. But, you know, I feel like there's this era where, and maybe we're kind of still in the era, but maybe we, I, I don't know. I can't tell where the shift is going quite yet. But, you know, there's just this era of these very, very dark magical girls. And I remember that there was a time that I was just fiending for, like, anything that was magical girl. And I would fall into this category. And I would watch it kind of begrudgingly, but it wasn't the feeling that I wanted, you know what I mean? It wasn't that same vibe. So um, in some ways, Magical Melody was like, you know, if you if you want something, I guess you just kind of got to make it yourself. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, to, for sure. And I feel like a lot of creators say that, like a lot of creators are making the stories that they are looking for in so many ways. But yeah, this is definitely um, a great example of that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So, um, yes, to get into another one of Grayson's questions. Uh, yes. Um, who is your favorite character in the series? <laughs> um, okay. So. <sighs> it's a very difficult question, right? Cause obviously these are all like, these characters are all your children in a way. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. it's so hard. I would say I have three. Hmm. Um, my favorites, because I do love Melody a lot, 
Um, like I said, in many ways, Melody is an idealized version of myself and she has qualities that I just really like. Um, and some of the qualities are mine, but some of them, I, she's just way better. You know, she's way more patient than I am. I'm like, I wish, you know, <laughs> but then I really love Dolce. She is really shaped up to be one of my favorites. Her and Melody um, definitely uh, share the lot, like that title together on the same ledge um, because there's a lot to Dolce that we're going to find out. She mm. was automatically my favorite too when I made her. Like literally all the opus kind of look the same, but when I look at her, I'm like, Bryce, doesn't she just look so good? Like, isn't she gorgeous? Um, <laughs> but <laughs> there's a lot to Dolce's character that we're going to learn more about. So I, I really, really love her. And then I also really love Amoroso, um, who is Dolce's, uh, I guess, counterpart, if you will. He is the all black version of like the bunny and same with him there are things that we'll learn more about him that will be really interesting but also i just like his character because he generally just sees the good in so many people even silencio to the point where he goes out of his way to try to help him as much as possible so yeah i would say that those three are my faves Hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting. <laughs> I think, uh, again, the, the designs of these mascots are they're so cute. So like, you just want to protect them. And <laughs> again, because you do get the to have these human forms and stuff, it's interesting to see like, the personalities kind of shine in these evil human versions of them. And then they become these like cute little guys again. Yeah. <laughs> <It's really cute. laughs> yeah. So I just like really appreciate um there's so much character to them and and I'm very I'm very fascinated by their design. You should definitely I, I don't know how it works but there should definitely be like if there's merch of <laughs> of magical melody like you need to have you know plushies of of all the guys to to sell I think. I'm working <laughs> on it. I so Ooh. many people keep asking me. It's not that I don't want to. There was a portion in time where I was like I don't want to yet cuz sometimes when I you know, when you start monetizing your hobbies, it, mm. it gets a little like dicey there, you know, because then it feels like work. And the thing right. that I love so much about Magical Melody is that it does not feel like work. It never feels like work. It feels like I'm just having a good time. So I was concerned about that. But I think that I've figured out some ways now to handle that feeling and not get burnt out and push myself into things I don't want to do. But now um, the issue is just money. Um, it's just trying to find who to reach out to. We just moved into a new house. Mm. Literally, like we're in the process of unpacking and stuff right now. So I want to, I want to get merch so bad. I, I just, I gotta figure out monetarily how to, how to do it. Cause people ask, people have been asking for it and I want to. <laughs> Yeah, no, I totally know what you mean. I, I'm the same way. Like, I've been wanting to make merchandise for the podcast as well, like at least t-shirts or something. And it's just like, uh, uh it's daunting. <laughs> exactly. It's so daunting. It's like, who do I go to? Like, yeah. is the product going to be good? Like, then how expensive is it going to be? How much do I price it? Are the people going to buy that if I price it that much? You know, it's yeah. a bunch. So mm -hmm. what Bryce and I kind of were talking about, though, is maybe doing something because I do have a Patreon where I mm. have a few people who um, are patrons there where we'll maybe try and do like maybe a plush drop there. We'll have to see like how much 
their, you know, whatever company we go with needs us to buy, you know, but I want to do something. Everybody deserves a little mini Dolce. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think, yeah, you know, it's a kind of joke because, you know, a lot of magical girl shows are for children that like a, a big part of them is like, they're all like a bunch of toy commercials, mm -hmm. but it's like, <laughs> that's like a thing that people want is to to have these these characters in their home and i can imagine like trying to create i don't know because i'm sure obviously there's like fan art of these characters but like if they were to do like you know artwork uh, or like you know something like acrylic stands it's like a cheaper option than like say figures right oh, but yeah uh-huh you know like acrylic stands of all the characters would be so fun i think <laughs> yeah that's actually a really good idea too somebody else did mention that and i kind of forgot but then like you bringing it up again that would be an acrylic stand would be pretty cute maybe it's like maybe there could be options that i can do before jumping into the plushie pool because it's tough out there but i'm gonna i'm gonna think more on it because I want to. <laughs> hmm. Obviously, there's no pressure, right? But like, I think that there definitely is a market if you do get into that. <laughs> yes, good. Yay. That's the confidence I need. You know, like people do actually want to buy this stuff because I'm sure you probably, if, as a creative, uh, suffer from imposter syndrome from time to time. Absolutely. And so I have moments. Yeah. And I have moments where I'm like, ah, Nobody cares that much, you know, like, what am I even doing? It's, it's not a big deal. And then I, you know, somebody sees a plush of something and they're like, miracle, please like make this into a thing. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'll work it out. I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think it's so, it's just like, a, it's just like a natural thing, right? It's like, you enjoy a story, you're going to want to collect merchandise of the characters and stuff to show that you appreciate it because it's like you're doing all this stuff you're, you've been making this series for like almost two years now and it's like it's all this content of course people would like to support it because they're getting it for free right now so I, yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. just to get into uh, Grayson's last question um, do you have a favorite episode Ooh. I, I would probably phrase it more as like do you have a favorite part of the story or something like that yeah because I'm like, oh, man, if we went based off of the episodes, literally, like, there have been a few episodes, I'm like, this is my favorite. No, this is my favorite, because each one, <laughs> like, it's, it just hits. Um, Favorite part in the story? I think that my favorite portion of the story has been since this last battle, like, right after the last battle, and um melody and silencio have their interaction because now we're getting into the meat you know mm -hmm. we're getting into the really like a lot more of the lore and a lot more of the plot and that is the portion that i've had in my head for a really long time like oh yeah when i first started doing magical melody i knew how i wanted it to end <laughs> <laughs> which is so funny like I knew how I wanted it to end I knew how um I wanted it to play out so it's exciting that we're getting there now you know because the beginning I won't say it's been fluff because it hasn't but it's just been setting up everything to where we are now right yeah again very exciting <laughs> and you know in general like any story right you're gonna have those those things that that you've always known this whole time and have been wanting to tell people about <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> yeah, actually, is there anything that you can tell us that that hasn't come out yet in the stories? 
Ooh, can I, is there anything I can tell that hasn't come out yet? Ooh, <laughs> uh, this is I'm like trying to think. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what could I tell? I don't know if I have anything that I could tell that wouldn't be a domino effect. Okay, <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like genuinely trying to think like, Oh, okay. I do. I have one. Mm -hmm. um, there is one, the next battle that's coming up, because there will be another battle. Those are the next episodes I'm going to do, will be the last battle of the last. Why are you looking at me like that? Oh my gosh. Bryce is looking at me like, don't say anything crazy. <laughs> we always do that. Um, it's going to be the last. This will be the last Opus battle. Boom! I could say that. Don't shake your head. Don't <laughs> shake your head at me. So yes, yes. this next way, battle will be the last. Welcome to to comment if if they'd like to 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 say anything. <laughs> if they'd like to. Do you want to comment anything? No, I can give you the headphones. <laughs> <laughs> they are so silly. They they are like my manager, my <laughs> editor, my literally everything so i'm over here like what can i say producer and then i just see their eyes cutting at me like don't say nothing and i'm like okay <laughs> i won't say anything oh my goodness. amazing <laughs> the amazing <laughs> the contract says <laughs> ridiculous oh my goodness okay well that is that is still something that is interesting to to consider yes in mind um yeah thank you for that so uh we do have one last question from sebastian or at Helly city underscore 27 who asked uh, mm -hmm. if you could be any magical girl who would it be and why hands down sailor moon mm. <laughs> hands down like if you follow me on instagram i literally am reposting things about sailor moon all the time i literally post and i'm like i want to be her so bad and <laughs> the reason is is that i think that one personality wise usagi and i are very similar um and i remember when i was younger i felt that way but as an adult even bryce will be like god you are so much like her and i'm like i am it's kind of insane so it was nice like growing up and seeing someone that i felt like i really really resonated with i also just appreciate how she approaches like any of the situations she has with battles because that's how i've always felt you know i think she's cute i think she's hilarious she can eat like me um she sleeps all day like me like <laughs> she really <laughs> is like that's me for real you know um so hands down if i could be any magical girl i would be specifically usagi i love her so much <laughs> yeah that's totally relatable she's i mean she's relatable to to so many people i think that's part of why she was such a success right <laughs> exactly yeah. like oh she's so great and to say that i wasn't inspired by sailor moon uh creating magical melody would be such a lie you know what i mean because she really has just influenced not even just so much of magical melody but even my life like i didn't realize there was a time where i kind of fallen out of magical girls not because I wanted to, it just life happened and I stopped really engaging with things that made me really happy. Um, but still like 
I still would have like Sailor Moon kind of like in the back of my head, like keeping me going. And then I met Bryce and Bryce really embraced like and supported my love of magical girls. She's been there though the whole time. And uh, yeah, so I love, I love her. I want to be her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So the story has been going for a while. Do you have any notion of when this story will be finished? <laughs> so I always laugh because like these, your questions are things I've thought about and I've had a lot of like, uh, I won't say turmoil, but I go back and forth in my head. Like, what am I going to do? I don't know. Um, so to that specifically, I, I literally have looked at Bryce and I'm like, okay, Bryce, we're at 115 episodes. Like, do you think people are tired of this yet? And they're just like, I think that whatever you put, put out, people are going to keep watching. So I'm thinking that there would be three seasons. Hmm. And this portion that we are in now is season one. And season one is almost over. Okay. I can't say exactly, but it will be done this year. I know that for sure. Hmm. And I have season two and season three, again, conceptually kind of planned out. I have a timeline. I have the big beats, but nothing is written down. But yeah, that's my idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Also exciting to hear that there are going to be two more arcs to this, um, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've got a lot to cover. <laughs> hmm. So do you think that we'll see like more characters join up uh, in the team or anything like that, like moving forward then? Yes. Ooh. Short answer, yes. <laughs> so I can't tell you, I can't tell you much more past that, but you can there. definitely expect to see some new faces. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Cause that has to also be like both fun and daunting to be like, so I've been making this thing and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally because <laughs> I'm having a good time. You know, just, I think you probably can relate to, like, you have projects and you love them, right? But then sometimes you're like, I gotta, like, I just gotta step away from this for maybe, like, a week, two, maybe even a month so that I can just come back and love this again, because right now it's kind of making me angry. And I'm hoping, because Magical Melody has been one of the few projects that every time I need to take a break, I come back and I feel renewed and super excited and refreshed. I'm hoping that I can continue that same energy. For the moment, I feel like I can, you know, um, and I feel like I do want to have that energy, but we'll have to, we'll have to see how it all goes down, you know, but I, I feel pretty positive about it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah, again, very exciting. It'll be interesting to see uh, where this goes from here. But yeah, I guess I'm curious if you have any uh, plans to, I guess, do other kinds of stories or like uh, someday if and when you finish Magical Melody, what do you think would be next? Oh my gosh. Um, yes, I have considered doing diff an another story. My thing is I have to focus on one thing, so I don't think too much, but I have so many stories that I've written since I was a kid and I have so many different concepts that I want to play with. I have an idea for something that's been floating around for a while, but I'm a I'm too nervous to talk about it too soon. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that I do is if I talk about a project, 
then especially like really get into it, then I feel like I've already done it and then I don't need to do it, you know? So sometimes I like to keep those secrets because then it helps me to produce it later. But I do have an idea for something later. Um, and who knows, maybe it'll be at the same time as Magical Melody, it could be after. Um, but I do have something else in mind that I think would be fun. Awesome, awesome. Is it another Magical Girl story or is it a different uh, genre? Yeah, it's probably just a Magical Girl. <laughs> I say that because it's like god does she like do anything else the answer is no um the answer is this is a magical girl household so the idea is very much like a magical girl but the character I feel like is not a traditional magical girl okay interesting that makes sense yeah yeah, there's, there's all kinds of playing with the genre, especially these days. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what comes of that. Uh, I'll definitely look forward to it. And you're definitely welcome to come back on when that happens. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've been playing around with the idea and I'm like, we got to focus. But every now and then, it's, it's like I'm that meme with the guy who's turning around looking at the... <laughs> the woman behind him. Um, that's me sometimes walking with Magical Melody, like, I love this, but... There is something else back there I could be doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm the same way. I have a billion stories of my own. I haven't started a single one. So, you know, there you go. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be yeah very fun to see what, what happens next. Because this story is just so, it, it's just so delightful. And even like when it gets into all the dark and twisted stuff and the angsty stuff, it's still like, oh, but you want everything to work out in the end. And and Melody herself is just like such a, such a good character and you can see that like that's a consistent thing both in the past and in the present that yeah it just like makes you want to believe that this is a, a real story that can happen so yeah i hope that this inspires more people to do the same thing as well because like that's it's so fun <laughs> me too i was saying that uh saying that earlier where you know just create and do things because i've heard there's so many people that watch magical melody that have been like oh, you know, I've created my own magical girl or I've written a story about my own magical girl, but I never even considered doing something like this. And I'm like, do it, like, just do it. Cause you have no idea like how the, it'll evolve. You have no idea who else might connect to it and who you might inspire. Um, so just put it out there, just do it. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll always, 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 the more magical girls, the merrier, right? <laughs> Right, exactly. Happily yeah. accept. Come through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. So I, I guess, is there anything else that you want to uh, tell both like viewers of the, the series and also listeners about Magical Melody? Yeah, um, I would say that if you, uh, hopefully, if you're listening to the podcast, you're already a huge fan of these genre, uh, these different titles. But if you like Sailor Moon, if you like Cardcaptor Sakura, if you like Magic Knight Ray Earth, there's a lot of inspiration from Magic Knight Ray Earth with this story. Definitely take a watch. It's really fun. Also, if you like City Pop, I have plenty of City Pop for you to listen to because it's all there. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you want something that you will start watching the first video of and then all of a sudden you've binged like 50 episodes, please check out Magical Melody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely and again it's like because the, everything is a minute long it's just like they're nice little short bites right you can easily catch up in a in an afternoon <laughs> exactly and yeah. 
TikTok has a really fun, fancy feature because everything is, is in a playlist called Magical Melody. So you could literally type it into TikTok, it'll pop right up, it'll be the first result. Or you can find my um, TikTok and then just find the playlist. And if you start from the beginning, it will automatically auto run every single one in order. So yeah, that's that's how I watched it. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to move your finger. It's right there. Just set it up and then just grab some popcorn and enjoy the night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Actually, speaking of music, I'm very curious how you choose the music that you use. A lot of times I have a song in mind. Um, I listen to a lot of city pop. I've been a fan of city pop since 2018. And it was really funny jumping on TikTok and then seeing that it was like super popular over there. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. I'm relevant. The music I've been listening to that people are like, what is this? Now people love it. But um, I generally already have an idea for a song, but a lot of the times too, what I'll have is a feeling that I'm going for. Um, and then because I listen to so much city pop, I just listen through to different songs. Like there are different ones that I already know. There's a lot that I already know, but then there's ones that I don't. Um, and so I'll listen through them. I save them in um, a private playlist that I have of songs that I wanna use for different episodes. And then when those episodes come up, I try to kind of like, find the right song that I feel like fits the vibe because a lot of it is in Japanese. A lot of the time I will look up the lyrics to see just like what the song is saying, what the mood is. And it's really funny because a lot of times I will do that and uh, pick a song, know what episode I want to use it for, but I don't necessarily know the Japanese yet. So then once I go and look up the lyrics, it's crazy because the lyrics a lot of times match perfectly with the vibe I'm going for in the episode. And I'm like, this is crazy. I don't know Japanese, but I do know vibes. So <laughs> um, being able to kind of match them up that way is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that that's interesting. I hadn't really thought about that. Like, I, I mean, I was listening to the song, but I wasn't necessarily always like, you know, thinking about the lyrics, I guess. I thought it was mm -hmm. just about vibes. So that's interesting. I'm sure I will at some point end up rewatching the whole thing and <laughs> going back through and thinking about that. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I I definitely try to get down to the detail as a musician as well. Like one thing that you learn when you're um, singing, because I used to sing a lot of different things in many different languages, is that you need to know what you're singing. You know what I mean? Because how are you supposed to convey the feeling of what you're singing if you have no idea what you're singing about? So that has been a practice I've picked up and I've kept with me. The music that I pick is intentional. It's not just something that I feel like sounds good. It's very intentional on why I picked it. And a lot of the times the lyrics do connect a lot with the scene as well. Yeah, that makes sense. And do you have a, a playlist of all the songs that you've used? I do. Um, I have a Spotify playlist that's called Magical Melody. Um, I have it located in a link. If you go on TikTok, um, it's there. But if you just go to Spotify and look up Magical Melody, it should pop up. 
Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. It's also great for like continued vibes after the fact. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So um, I think that's all the questions I have for you, Miracle. So yeah, I guess we're going to go down to the, the last one, which is an interesting question to ask. I do ask everyone their first time on the podcast, which is, uh, do you have a magical persona of your own? Now, granted, we could assume that it is <laughs> Melody, but I'm curious about, you know, how similar or dissimilar Melody is to you. And if you, Miracle, were to become a magical girl, what difference would there be, do you think? So it's very funny, especially circling back to the very beginning of the podcast when you said Magical Miracle, because originally that was going to be the name. Um, it was originally going to be Magical Miracle. But I wanted a separation from this character and my life and eventually went with Magical Melody. But I would say that Magical Melody is me. That is my magical girl persona for sure. I don't think very much would change in the way of like how we would dress, transformations. I, I don't think any of that would have really changed. I think maybe she'd be a little bit goofier because um, I feel like is, as far as the story goes in the show, she's a very anxious person and I'm very anxious. And I feel like I showed that a lot more in the series and I don't show so much of the goofy side of her. I think that that would probably show more from my end, but that that definitely is my magical girl that is me <laughs> awesome awesome i mean yeah again it definitely makes sense especially as you as you described her this whole time like melody is definitely like a very much idealized you know magical girl in so many ways she is just so good so immensely good yeah to everyone <laughs> so i think it's great that uh you feel so connected to her and everything but yeah Thank you so much for being on the podcast and uh, and talking to me about your little show. Uh, once again, where can people find you and find Magical Melody? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, my name is Bun Mira, so B-U-N, just like a bunny, and then M-I-R-A, uh, the first four letters of my name created that when I was 14 and it stuck with me. I love it so much. Iconic. Um, yeah, but Mira, I knew I was ready. And if you want to find Magical Melody, it's on both Instagram and TikTok. Instagram, that's, there's a, a full highlight. Um, you can find it right on my profile. TikTok is the same thing. I have a whole playlist. You can find it right on my profile. TikTok gets all the episodes first. Instagram gets it a while later. So if you want to stay super caught up, watch it on TikTok. It's the best viewing experience personally. Yeah, awesome. Links for all these will be in the show notes. Um, so thank you again, and I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Sparkle Side Chats with Magical Girl Ayu. 
whether it was your first or final time listening, we really appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to find more episodes of the podcast, you can do so over on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts. When you're over there, be sure to leave a rating and review as it helps out this little show so much. If you can support the podcast financially, you can find me over on Kofi. That's ko-fi.com slash Ayushinos, which is A-Y-U-S-H-E-K-N-O-W-S. You can either pledge monthly or leave a one-time donation. Either way, it will grant you access to all the bonus episodes of the podcast, more of which are to come soon. If you want to find me on the socials, I'm over on Twitter, Instagram, and Blue Sky as Ayushinos. Again, that's A-Y-U-S-H-E-K-N-O-W-S. And you can find the podcast at Magical Girl Ayu. That's Magical Girl A-Y-U. Thanks again for listening. And remember, you are magical forever and always. Goodbye. Hold on a second. I mean, I have to drink. I don't know why I'm suddenly. Oh, I hear a kitty. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. He he is uh, definitely my familiar. Um, he likes to be attached <laughs> at the hip. So when I had to leave to go into another room, he's like, "Um, where are you going? Why did you leave?" <laughs> yeah, definitely no problem. Is this the cat that we see in the sh- in the the series? Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, awesome! Awesome. <laughs> <laughs>